0: The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. I'm Brad from Heinemann. On today's podcast, Linda Reefs Read, Write, Teach. Yesterday, I was going about my morning, trying to write something important in my head, and by lunchtime, I'd forgotten everything I wanted to say. As I sat at my desk, reaching out for what felt like a distant memory, I remembered something Linda said about her students writing notebooks. She said, we all need a place to collect our thinking on a daily basis. I got up from my desk, and I ran out, and I bought a pocket-sized notebook to collect my thinking. And in that notebook, I wrote my thoughts on today's podcast. Linda Reef is always teaching. She has inspired thousands to lead students on a journey to become lifelong readers and writers. In her book, Read, Write, Teach, Linda offers the what, how, and why of a year's worth of reading and writing for middle and high school students with a comprehensive and flexible framework. The title, Read, Write, Teach, means a lot to Linda. She says it reflects how much her students teach her every day.
1: I wanted the title to this book to really be a strong title saying that, um, we are reading together as teacher and students, we are writing together as teacher and students, but there are times when we are teaching each other something very specific. Mm -hmm. And, and I think coming up with the title for this meant as much to me as what the content was of the book that, um, even though we're working together as learners, Mm -hmm. we are also teaching each other. So I I meant it to be, I'm maybe teaching the kids ostensibly, Mm -hmm. but I, I know every day when I walk into that classroom, they're teaching me also. And I think that's where choice plays such an important role, that we recognize those choices that kids make as moments for teaching us every year we rethink what we're doing with kids and Mm. every year, no matter how long I've been teaching, the kids are different. So I I would be, Learning something new from those kids every single year and, and just think to myself, that's really something that teachers need to think about, or I need to be able to share this with them. So I always was kind of pushing it off a little bit saying I've, I have to weave that in somehow. Yeah. So it, it took a bit longer.
0: How do you know then when you're, when you're writing and you're evolving and you're going through the process, how do you know when it's done or do you ever know that it's done?
1: I don't think it ever is done. Yeah. Don Murray always used to say, just spend it all, write everything you have to say and don't save anything for later. But I also know that the minute you think you're done with something, there's already a lot that comes later Mm -hmm. that you just didn't have a chance to include or it wasn't in your thinking at that very moment. So it, it is constantly changing. Knowing it's done, deadlines help. Mm -hmm. So it, it helps immensely whether I'm writing an article for something, Mm -hmm. you just have to say to yourself, I have to be done with this. I can't keep looking at this and be worried that it's not done. It's done for the moment. I try to say to kids also, um, hand me your best draft Mm -hmm. because best draft doesn't mean it's the final draft. I used to always say to the kids, the final draft, but I would always see something in it and I would give a little bit more feedback until finally (laughs) one, one young woman gave it to me. And at the top of it, she had written, this is my final, (laughs) final, (laughs) final draft. So, you know, when it's done. On that note, right?
0: (laughs) you do write with your students and you teach, them to live like a writer what can teachers discover about their own writing through this process
1: you know i asked the kids even last week um because i'm trying to write an article now for voices about teachers writer Mm -hmm. and i said in what way does my writing impact your writing or your reading and Ironically, there were a lot of kids who said to me, well, we know you write, but it doesn't it doesn't really have that much of an impact on it. But then there were a, a, quite a pocket of kids who said, how could you not be writing with mm-hmm. us? And we trust that you're giving us feedback because you're a writer yourself and you know the feedback that helps you. You know, and equating it also with a with a coach or mm-hmm. a musician, that how can you be teaching something to kids if you haven't participated in the process? So, yeah. just from my own perspective, if the kids themselves don't see or or can't somehow articulate mm-hmm. what it is that helps them to know that I write, that I think it helps me. To know what would help them. Mm -hmm. Does that sound too confusing? No, that makes sense. It just, I know what gets me to move my writing forward. Mm -hmm. And so I know if I can use that same process with kids to help them move their writing Mm -hmm. forward, I wouldn't know that if I wasn't writing. Yeah. But um, they know I keep a notebook. And that's really important to them seeing that I value that notebook also so I can look back for ideas. Yeah. So I, I think it does have an impact.
0: So it's really living that process.
1: With oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one of the kids, Emma, at the beginning of the year, I don't know, somehow, maybe three to four weeks into every year, somebody will look me up on Google and all of a sudden, One of the kids went, oh, my God, do you know how many pictures there are of you on the Internet? And I went, well, yeah, there are a few. And immediately 25 kids all gathered around this one computer. and (laughs) They're all looking. And Emma goes, you wrote that book you wrote all those books <laughs> you are not a fake teacher <laughs> <laughs> how did you respond and she, didn't, well, she didn't mean that to be mean yeah to either me or any other teacher she very just honest response. she just meant to say i believe she just meant to yeah. say you are what you teach yeah You actually participate in this process that you're trying to see, um, you're trying to help us make the best that it can be.
0: Absolutely. So, and
1: I don't think we all have to be published authors, but I think we have to go through some of the process the kids go through. I mean, when we're doing quick writes, I can't sit there collecting money for books that they're (laughs) buying through Scholastic or some other source, but I certainly can... um, I can be doing the quick write with them mm-hmm. and show them that there are many, many times that that's how I come to writing myself. Well, let,
0: let's actually talk about quick writes. Um, you you do write about it and rewrite, teach about how effective it is. Um, and I, I know, having attended your workshops, that it's a favorite of people who attend. They love your quick writes. So why are they so effective with your students? What makes them so effective with your students?
1: Well, I... I think what happens for the kids is many, many kids will come into a classroom and say, I have nothing to write about. Mm -hmm. They think nothing exciting has ever happened in their lives. But I started thinking about 15, 18 years ago, I read something in one of Don Murray's books where he said, write fast Mm -hmm. without thinking about it. And I thought, it's got to be more than just a free write. What if, particularly for these kids who struggle the most that I see just staring into space when I say write for five minutes? Mm -hmm. If what if I put up a piece of writing that was short and complete and gave them an idea um, and I'm so I'm picking pieces of writing that are short enough that I think they can connect to Mm -hmm. and saying borrow a line. And just write off that line no matter where it leads you. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving them something to hold on to. And I think that's why it's so effective with the kids. They, they don't know that they're going to write about that when they come in the room, but they see the possibilities because I'm trying to connect them to that one line that they can build off of. Mm-hmm. Ralph Fletcher um, has said to me, he calls it riding the wave of someone else's words. Mm. And by the time you take that to a next draft and a next draft, sure you can get rid of the line that you borrowed or the line that you took from somebody else's writing because now you're working on your own now it's yours right
0: you say that a writer's readers notebook is at the core of everything you expect from your students why is that so
1: important I just truly believe they need to save what they're thinking. And if they've got no place to save it, they've got no place to look back on it and say, "Wow, that I now where did that come from? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to use that idea." The notebook just becomes this treasury mm-hmm. of saved ideas that you don't know on Monday that you might be using that on Thursday, mm-hmm. but if you haven't saved it somewhere, you there's nothing to look back on. The other thing that I think it does, it lets kids really value and teachers value their words. So as you're collecting them, you're saying to them, you know, even if you think this is not going anywhere... Mm-hmm. I value what you have to say and I value what you're thinking and you may not know where you're going to end up with this, mm. but at least we've got it collected here somewhere. And that's why I think it's it's just so important for them to keep some kind of notebook or journal, not a diary, mm-hmm. because they're going to be sharing it with me and sharing it with peers, but a place to collect that thinking on a daily basis. And it also, you have to do a lot of writing. To get some good writing. And so I want them to have this volume of writing that they're working from.
0: Well, and it seems to me it also values the time for writing too. Absolutely. And it just sends that signal how important that is.
1: Well, it also gives them a place because the other thing, they're doing the quick writes in there. So Mm -hmm. they're saving those. They're also responding to the reading that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So they begin to see the connections too. And I'm saying to them, what do you notice the writer does? Mm-hmm. What are the craft moves that this writer makes in this particular book that you might try in some of your writing? So it it's just trying to marry yeah. reading and writing um, in, in a significant way, but an informal way.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you approach a student who is reluctant to the idea of the writer's reader's notebook?
1: There are a number of students who they don't like keeping them. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I mean, it's showing them mine. It's showing them other kids' notebooks. It's, um, I, I don't know, it's this constant prompting that this this is your material that you're going to use at a later date to work from. And if we don't start saving it, mm-hmm. you are going to have a hard time finding the writing and the thinking that you'd like to build on. So, um it's constantly talking to the kids, too. Mm-hmm. It's We're doing drawing in there, um, and I've certainly knelt down next to kids who have never wanted to write in that notebook for the first few weeks of the year and said, tell me what you're thinking. Just tell me and I'll, I'll write it for you mm-hmm. and hand it back to them. One of the kids a few years ago, and this is what keeps me doing this with the kids also, is that... I knelt down next to him. I said, and he'd been blank for the whole week. Mm -hmm. He just sat there staring. He couldn't even pull a line from something to write from. And so I said, well, tell me what you're thinking. What about that line? Tell me what that brings to mind for you. And he told me, and it was terrific. I wrote it down. I handed it to him in his notebook, and he looked at it, and he read it, and he went, you are such a good writer. (laughs) I said, no, those are your words. Yeah. You did. So they don't believe it. I, I think if we can make them believe that they've got good things to say in a unique way, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it takes kneeling down next to them for a couple of days in a row to show them that. Where where do they lose that confidence? I think part of that is lost when when previous years, everything they've had to say is corrected. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at mechanics and conventions and not, not the heart of what they have to say Mm -hmm. and valuing, um, valuing their thinking more than we're valuing the mechanics. I mean, I, I care that a final draft of something is polished and done well, Mm -hmm. but I want them to first know that they've got important things to say that they can put into writing. And, And if they don't believe they've got anything important to say, they're not going to they're, they're not going to build on that and, and the other thing though i think is i'm still stymied that we continue to give kids topics to write about mm-hmm. you and i both know that if you hand me some mundane topic arbitrary topic i'm going to have a really hard time yeah. writing about it oh, and yeah. i think far too often kids are given the topics to write about instead of giving being given some choices.
0: Well and, and and that goes to what choice is and just how limiting choice can be today. And and choice is obviously right. a very centerpiece to a lot of what you do as well.
1: Right. Well I I mean I think I give kids choices but very often within a frame. Because it may be that we're looking at memoir or -hmm. personal narrative, personal essay, and I'm asking them to attempt that, but I'm not giving them the topic within that genre. Same thing with the persuasive piece. I'm not giving them, how do you persuade somebody to anything if it isn't something you feel strongly about? So within that frame... Mm even also under the constraints of what we have to do sometimes in schools, there can be a lot of choices. Same thing with books Mm -hmm. with the reading they do. um, Kids can fake their way through a book in every single way you can imagine. But if you can give them choices about what they're reading and start to offer them some possibilities in book talks, then um, then I think they're actually reading.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing, you know, helping students realize that they do have opinions worth writing about you you talk about vote with your feet and i I love this idea of vote with your feet can you talk a little bit about what that is
1: well actually the intern that i had three years ago emily um said let's let's bring this into the classroom because she had heard about vote with your feet and mm-hmm. i'm not even sure where she <laughs> learned that but um we, we were talking about doing persuasive argument writing with the kids, and every one of them said, I have nothing I care so deeply about I could argue it. <laughs> so we we got talking and said, what if we just brought in five or six topics ourselves that we think they could connect to? And we know full well they have a very strong opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And so the voting with your feet was just, okay, if you strongly agree with this topic that we tossed out into the classroom, you still stand on the right side of the Mm -hmm. room. And if you disagree with it, stand on the left side. And if you're way in the back, it's because you really, you're not quite as vehement about it as if you're standing right in the front. I am really not in favor of Mm -hmm. this. And we talked about and asked them to explain, just while they were on two sides of the room, why you agree with this, why you disagree with this. And before we were done, in this 20 minutes, every one of the kids had had a very strong opinion about five or six different topics oh, wow. and it just helped us step into what are some other topics that you feel strongly about so it was moving mm-hmm. um, but also giving them something to hold on to as they moved
0: as linda mentioned in our conversation don murray gave her the advice to spend it all and she did there's a wealth of online resources that accompany read write teach and you can gain access to all of them through heinemann.com I'd also encourage you to follow Linda on Twitter at Linda M. Reef, all one word, on Twitter. My thanks to Linda for her time today. Be sure to subscribe for more podcasts and follow Heinemann on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can get a daily teacher tip right on your phone directly from Heinemann authors by downloading the Heinemann Teacher Tip app. All this and more on Heinemann.com. Thanks for listening.